Hi, this is Mark. Thank you for joining me on Words of Truth today. You know, as followers of Christ, we should always try and, well, get along with people around us. Now, that doesn't mean that we always have to agree with them, but we shouldn't be looking for opportunities to make people angry and upset at us either. Romans chapter 12 and verse 18 says that, If it be possible, as much as lies within you, live peaceably with all men. So today, let me offer some tips for dealing with difficult people around you. First, talk to them with respect. You know, disagreement and misunderstanding will happen inevitably in life. But you know, that's not an excuse to disrespect someone. The Bible says that we should speak with love, even with, if we have to deal strongly with them. Love and respect should always be our guide. Our speech should be kind, but firm when necessary. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 15 says, But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 1 tells us that a soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. And Colossians chapter 4 and verse 6 says, Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. And so, first of all, speak with respect. Secondly, we should follow the pattern laid out for us in Matthew in chapter 18. Let me read it for you. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be as to you a Gentile and tax collector. Now, there's a distinct pattern laid out for us in Scripture. First of all, you go privately and you talk to the one who's the problem. And if that doesn't work, you take a couple of other people with you that you can establish the facts with. And if that doesn't resolve the issue, then, well, you bring it to the attention of the authorities of the church. Now, that could also apply to your office situation, to your boss. You see, there can be safety in a multitude of counselors. Find people that you can talk with about the problem, and by the way, without gossiping. In fact, that person that you talk to might point out some of your faults in the conflict. Number three, sometimes you just need to walk away. Now, I'm not giving you the liberty just to walk away from every problem that comes along. No, 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 no. But there are things that are worth fighting over, and there are things that, well, they're just not worth it. And you have to allow the Lord to give you direction on how to deal with that difficult person. Maybe you remember the story of when David was anointed king of Israel. Before he took the throne, he had to deal with Saul. And in that case, David allowed God to fight on his behalf. You see, David knew when it was time to walk away and allow God to handle the problem. If you want to study more about that, take a look at 1 Samuel chapter 24. 
and uh, you'll you'll read the whole story. So sometimes you just need to walk away. But then consider that a person's argument might not be with you at all. Well, that was the case with Saul, wasn't it? Sometimes people would take out their frustrations on somebody else who really isn't even the problem. Now, that doesn't make you feel any better, I'm sure, but it could keep you from carrying a burden that's not yours to carry. Saul is an example of that. Uh, His problem was really with God. Another example I refer you to is 1 Samuel chapter 8, verse 7, when Israel was asking Samuel for a king. And God said to Samuel, Obey the voice of the people in all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them. In other words, Samuel, their argument really isn't with you. It's with me that they're taking it out on you. Here's another important thing to think about. Before we can effectively deal with the problems in others, well, we've got to take care of ourselves. In Matthew chapter 7, it gives us an illustration that might seem a little bit silly, but it it talks about the human nature. Listen to what it says in verses 3 to 5. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but did not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there's a log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. And what he's saying is that It's kind of funny to think about somebody with a huge piece of wood sticking in their eye, criticizing another person who just has a little speck of dust in their own eye. The person with the big stick tries to ignore their own problem while dealing with somebody else's problem. How ridiculous is that? Let's not be that person. Let's go to God and deal with our own problems before we try to deal with another person's problems. And then also, remember that all of us are accountable to God for our own actions. You can't control what another person does, but you can control how you respond. You see, everyone will have to answer for their own actions, but not to you. They're accountable to God, just like you and me are accountable to God. Paul admonishes us in Romans to realize that we're individually responsible for our actions and not to intentionally cause somebody else to stumble and fall before the Lord. Paul wrote in Romans chapter 14, verses 10 to 13, why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. Therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. And then we also read in Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13, Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. So, 
um, let's remember that we're all accountable to God for our actions. I would also encourage you to pray for people who are hard to get along with. At 1 Corinthians, you know, is a book of conflict. Paul has to deal with all kinds of problems in the church at Corinth, but he starts the book by saying that he's praying for them. Oh, he also corrected them, but he began, but he began with prayer. And then he closes the book by asking for God's grace on the Christian believers. Jesus said in chapter 5 and verse 40, 44 and 45, But I say to you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. But, you know, sometimes we also have to just agree to disagree. Now, just ignoring the problem doesn't make it go away. But maybe you remember in Acts chapter 15, the incident of when Paul and Barnabas got into a disagreement about John Mark. Paul didn't want to take John Mark on the missionary journey, and Barnabas did. You see, Mark had taken a leave of absence on an earlier journey, and Paul hadn't forgotten about it. And now these two great men couldn't avoid the conflict, but they dealt with it by agreeing to disagree. And what's interesting is that even though they parted ways, Barnabas took Mark with him. The scriptures don't tell us that one was right and the other one was wrong. It just says that they split up. And there are times in our lives when we're not going to solve the problem right away, but we can agree to disagree for a time. And you remember later on, Paul even asked for John Mark to join him because he saw that he was profitable. Maybe the best way to sum of this all up is to deal with people in love. Love the unsaved in such a way that they'll want to know more about your God. Love them so that their arguments will melt away. Love your Christian brother or sister in such a way that will help him or her to see how petty the argument is. You see, your love might bring conviction to the saved or the unsaved and help them turn their heart to God for forgiveness. Well, thank you for listening in with me today. I hope that this has helped, and I hope that you'll come back again for another episode of Words of Truth, and I encourage you to bring a friend along with you.